The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome back to Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my dear friend, Mr. Mike Fiella. Mike, Happy New Year. I mean, we're what, a couple weeks in? Oh, yeah. And, and um, you're looking good, man. You're still sporting that beard yeah. and uh, still smiling from I, year to year. I almost stumbled a little bit because it was a beard was itching again. I said, ah, because my goal is March 1st. To look, uh, okay. look, look springish, but okay. <laughs> keep warming the winter. It's been a great start to the new year. Just some good things happening. We'll we'll get into some of that during the show. But uh, on the family level, personal level, I'm just excited. You know, I know lots going on in our world and our country, but God is on the throne, and Amen. I'm excited to know that, sense that, and start li- just living it out. You know, thank Amen. you, Lord. Amen. So much going on around the country, around the world, with the. Of course, COVID nineteen, and yeah. of course, um, President Elect Joe Biden will be um, will be introduced, not introduced, will be become our president this upcoming sure. week. So much happening, a perfect time for the church to prayer to pray to pray. Yeah. You know, Mike, you, you and I talk about doing ministry things, and we just you even shared with me this morning. Mm-hmm. It all starts with prayer. That's right. And and what a perfect time for the body of Christ, even if you disagree with, um, you know, how things are going in life. You know, maybe sure. maybe you're not happy with uh, how the uh, the rollout with the vaccine is going, or, or right. maybe you know, the, you know, pr- you know, President Elect Biden wasn't your choice. Sure. Uh, maybe things aren't going well at home. Maybe things aren't going well at your job. Pray, pray, pray. There's yes. power in prayer. Absolutely, and there's nothing better than either where your quiet moment is, uh, what time of day that is, that you just get that little nudge in your spirit inside of you, something that, you know, I I believe God and the Holy Spirit drops in your mind, and it's always going to be wrapped around peace. Be still. Mm. Know that I'm God. I, I, I see this. I see you. And I care about you, and I care about this, man. When when you start getting that 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 vibe that you know that that that's happening, it it does. It calms your soul, and then you can look at things a little different way. Sure. Now, it didn't change anything totally around you. Right. It right. changed. It changed you. It changed me, and then we can go through things at that point. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things in life we can't control or don't control, that's but right. we, we can't control our attitude. And uh, <laughs> it's a great time here as we start a brand new year in 2021 to reflect on on your personal journey. And again, welcome. We're so glad yes. you're here. Hope Range is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope travels the country to help out families rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. We just celebrated, Mike, our 15th year yep. anniversary. Absolutely. Do I look that old? Not at all. <laughs> Matter of fact, you don't have any gray. What's, what, oh what's my going gosh, on? You're yeah, looking right. good. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, 15 years old in December. We started after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, to learn more about what God is doing through the ministry. So we help out after natural disasters, and we also help out those who've been rescued from sex trafficking, human disasters. Yes. And I know not, not today, but next week, uh, one of our, our guests here as we start the year, um, we're really excited to have... Um, David Ball on. David Ball um, will be with us next week, and uh, you know he's doing some amazing things with Transformation Garden in Northeast Mississippi, and and that will be our project in February. So we'll talk more about that next week. So so much going on. Hey, I know that you saw it. Did you see our year-end annual report? I'm telling you, it was top 
notch. Oh my Steve, gosh. I'm telling you. Matter of fact, I got to grab a few more. There are some pastor circles that I know that I've mentioned it to. And, and I, when are you going to get me one? When are you going to get me one? So we'll, we'll get them out to them. But it just the whole the booklet itself. And, and once you look at it and read it, you get a real good sense of what God is doing through Eight Days of Hope. So our annual report was our first one ever after 15 years. And again, we're a volunteer-led organization. In 2021, I believe the final number is going to be about 180 volunteer leaders, Mike. Okay. And it is amazing what God did in 2020 through Eight Days of Hope during a very unique season. We went to eight natural disasters. We remodeled, rebuilt, renovated multiple facilities to be used by those rescued okay. from sex trafficking. We did a lot of COVID-19 um, stuff all over the country. Sure. I don't know what stuff means, but you know. All <laughs> All over the place. Well, some of that stuff. What about the food trucks? Forty oh, food trucks. Yes. At, at how many millions of dollars worth of food? Oh, I mean, you, you it, got numbers. It, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Two point one million dollars of food distributed through uh, fifty some fifty seven churches. Yeah. In so. Iowa, Ohio, Mississippi, New York. Uh, again, if you'd like to see a copy of that annual report, don't worry. There's not a bunch of numbers. It's really stories. Right. I mean, Jesus taught in stories. He shared right. parables. Uh, for you and I, that we still reflect on here. What twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. 2,000 years later, um, if you'd like to see a copy of our annual report, just email us, um, or you can message us on Facebook. Say, hey, we'd love to have you know two copies, five copies. We'll get them out to you. We'll mail them. Of course, they're, they're no charge. Love to just share with you what God did yeah. through 80s Open 2020. And I asked for a couple extras, to once you because I know you'll be moved once you look at this and see what the stories are, and ask for a couple extras and, and pass them out to those of, you know, you'll know it will respond to it also. I like some of the quotes from some of the families that were served by Eight Days of Hope. Mm. You know, there's nothing like, you know, a volunteer who travels around the country during a pandemic safely, mm-hmm. you know, of course, doing things differently than we've done in the past when there wasn't a pandemic, but right. just bringing hope to those who are feeling hopeless because of a tornado or a hurricane or because of a, a virus. Mm. And, and just seeing the hands and feet move of Jesus in 2020, it was a, it was a great time yeah. for the church to shine, as will be 2021. Absolutely. And you know what I like? Here's a side note. Uh, the guys, the chainsaw guys, they've been leaving, wow. like trees are down in your front yard. They will leave a tree with their chainsaw carved out uh, across. Yes. And it's usually left in some place and people just can rally around that. Yes. Well after eight days of hope is gone, they're going to remember what Jesus did for them during that uh, disaster. Great story, Mike, because they will forget the volunteers' names eventually, right? Because sure. they're around them for two, three, four, five, eight days. Um, you know, we, there was a widow in Iowa. She had like 19 trees. No, I'm exaggerating. 12 trees that were down on her lot. And her estimate was like 30-some thousand dollars yeah. uh, that her insurance wasn't going to cover because sure. they didn't fall in her house. And the volunteers went to Cedar Rapids, Iowa in mm. September after that derocho. Um, and uh, he's nice. laughing because, yeah, I got that <laughs> nice. one. I finally, you got it good. <laughs> I finally na- used that, that, the proper pronunciation. I'm not going to touch it anymore. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, they, they removed every tree from that lady's property. They prayed with her. They loved on her. She was in tears. They asked her permission, and on one tree, at the base of the tree, they carved out a cross. Yeah. Folks, you got to go to the website and see some of these these, these videos and pictures of that. It'll move your heart. You'll you'll just be so... You'll want to get involved. But yeah, just the the impact of that cross, like we just said uh, uh, earlier, 
the folks, I, I can see them coming out to that every once in a while when sure. they're struggling with something or things still aren't, and they, they will remember what God did for them through Amen. those volunteers. Amen. I love it. I love that the volunteers do that. I, I've never sure. done that. They don't yeah. give me a chainsaw. <laughs> I don't know why, Mike. They just won't give me a chainsaw. Yeah. You, you probably know why. Well, well, well. <laughs> HD, HD, whatever that is, high definition. We're in or the same boat. I walk in and I, I pick up a hammer. Everybody goes, go run. <laughs> That's right. If you don't have a microphone or a guitar, we get a little nervous, Mike, as well. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We are so thankful that you've joined us this morning. Every Saturday at the same time on this station, um, this broadcast is heard. We share God-sized stories from the mission field. And so today, we have a guest who's been with us, I'm going to say almost since day one, Chris okay. Short, yeah. will be joining us. Chris lives in Meridian, Mississippi, Mississippi. Okay. which is pretty much in the middle of that state. Hmm. And he has traveled the country with mm, us awesome. so many different times, yeah. helping out in so many different ways. Him and his wife, Mary, Mary yeah. uh, they've been a part of the team. They've, they've helped lead worship. They've done some IT things. They work in the administrative side of the sure. of the office or the jobs area when, when we do our rebuilding trips. But today we're going to get a chance to hear a little bit from Chris and hear some of those God-sized stories from yeah. the mission field. I always love yeah. when the volunteers share their hearts, Mike. Oh, absolutely. And if you're expecting that Southern drawl, you're not going to get it here. Because I know he spent some time. I think I think he was born in in, in New York. Yeah, in New York. Yeah, so, the Corning uh, Binghamton, Binghamton. Yeah, area. that area. And so he still talks like a, a northerner. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got Even a little. Though, he's got a little bit, but not. You're right. He's definitely not a uh, a true southerner when 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 he speaks. But I, I tell you, my wife and I the other day were watching something and it had, had real southern drawl. We felt right at home though. So <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I hear you. I hear you. Um, if you want to listen to some of the past broadcasts. To just get a little bit more of a heartbeat for the ministry, you can go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Just click on the media section, and you'll be able to pull up um, some of the, uh, the interviews. I'll tell you, last week, we had an opportunity to have Micah Gamboa from Elijah Rising yes, in Houston. Awesome. You know, that was the first safe house mm-hmm. that we ever renovated. Actually, sure. two ranches side by side uh, outside of Houston, Texas, and the ministry launched that arm mm-hmm. last year in November. Micah, you know, they have that museum in Houston. It is the only museum in the, in the right. country that displays... Um, Things in regards to sex trafficking. It's a very humbling building to walk through. I've been through there, I think, three different times. And and it's when you walk through, Mike, um, no one speaks. You just okay. absorb and you read and you look at the pictures. And I have to admit, um, it breaks your heart. Sure. It breaks your heart. And I, I know last week, if you didn't listen to last week's um, message by uh, with Micah, yeah. please go to our website and mm. click on there. Or And join us next week when we talk sure. to David Ball. But yeah. um, not excited that we have to be a part of that. But I'm excited that Eight Days of Hope, God is allowing Eight Days of Hope to be a major player. Absolutely. Uh, to bring hope to those who've been rescued from Absolutely. trafficking. Yeah, there's there was so much. Really, go back to and, and listen to that. I mean, anywhere from I remember the the van trips. They actually take people yes. in a van and go in the areas yeah. that this the, the trafficking is happening, and and it really grips your heart and says, "Hey, I've got to do something here." Yeah, they do that in Houston. Uh, they actually call them van tours, and uh, it's about a three hour journey. And it's amazing to me, Mike. And again, I want to be careful because I know some people are driving down the road and they have kids in the back seat. Sure. Don't worry, we're not going to cross the lines here. But but it is amazing to me that we, as the body of Christ, at least I haven't been mm-hmm. until about a year ago. 
I was kind of blind to the serious sure. stuff. That, this is the fastest growing crime in the world, mm-hmm. and, and it's affecting our children. And I know, you know, you've got seven grandkids. <laughs> I don't have any yet, but uh, you know, maybe in the next will. couple of years. I, I know will. they're coming. Um, but boy, it's humbling when you when you really understand the seriousness of the problem. Well, when we sat together, and uh, you know, I'm gonna spin off of, of yourself. I. I I had no idea, not no idea. I mean, you hear it about it, sure. but that's over in this country. That's over there. You and I went out to lunch that one day, mm-hmm. and you uh, you started talking. And we could just about could not finish our yeah. lunch with the tears that were, with yeah. the information that you had given. So yes, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be a part of something that's going to help out to uh, rescue and to rehabilitate and to take care of those that have been caught up in sex trafficking. And again, that was last week. Michael Gamboa from Elijah Rising. Go back to the website. And again, next Saturday, we'll uh, be hanging out with uh, David Ball, um, a friend of mine and um, a great guy. Just loves the Lord and 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 has a heart for the brokenhearted. But again, welcome to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you for joining us. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my friend Mike Fiella, the bearded one, for a couple <laughs> more months at least. And... Um, When we come back, we're going to be talking to a dear friend of ours. His name is Chris Short. But again, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiella. Every time we come back on the air, I think your your goal is to make me laugh. I and you, and you you, you kind of mess with me. You're on the edge. Yeah, but, uh, I am on the edge. But I love it. You're so focused, and uh, we have a good time. I, I enjoy this. Uh, we're so thankful that you've joined us today. Happy New Year! I know that we're uh, what two weeks into the year, January 16th today, and so much going on around the country. Mike, what a great time for the church to shine. Oh, is it? It's it is, and let's just say, church, stand up, rise up. There's so many opportunities out there to help people, to love people. I, I'm talking about let's get let's get our eyes off of those things that are out there. Sure. You know, you know those things that will distract us. And aren't they distract? We need to be in tune, but we need to be in tune sure. with Jesus. Anyway, there you know, we go. in our our country for many years, and again, I'm not we're we're not a political show. Our country uh, has had some challenges, some division over the sure. last gosh eight, ten, twenty, whatever. He still sits on the throne, meaning God. He hasn't changed. He's the same today as he was a year ago before the pandemic, 20 years ago. And and he's going to be the same. uh, And he'll still be sitting on the throne until he comes and gets us. And that's why we got to get hear these stories. That's why I want to encourage you to stay in tune with the show. Because, you know, I was sitting in my chair the other day thinking about and when all this stuff's going on. And and all of a sudden, it was just a general thought. What? what are the people doing? And I thought of Eight Days of Hope. I thought mm. of other ministries in our area and across the country. And I said, wait a minute, the people in the streets, in a sense, that, you know, uh, maybe that's not a good terminology, there's people out there that are serving Amen. God and helping one another focus in on that. Amen. Well, one of the people that are, uh, focuses on serving people is our guest today. Yes. Uh, I want to welcome Chris Short. Chris Short has been a longtime leader of Eight Days Hope, and this guy can do uh, many, many different things. He's multi-talented. Okay. Um, he's checking in from Meridian, Mississippi. Chris, good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm way better than I deserve this morning. <laughs> you always answer the same way. I, I love it. Now, Chris, be, before you we, we called you our first segment, Mike was saying that you don't sound like a true Southerner because your roots go back to, I think, upstate New York, right? Absolutely. Born and raised in Elmira. Elmira, New Elmira, York. Okay. okay. What got you to Mississippi? Oh, the United States Navy. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for serving. That's right. Now you couldn't get on a boat and come back. What happened? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. All right. Now the seaway was uh, crowded at that point. Chris, um, you, let's hear a little bit about you personally, about your um, your your wife and your family, grandkids, uh, what you do in Meridian, and then we'll talk a little bit about your journey with Eight Days of Hope. Well, uh, I, as you mentioned, I have a wife. Uh, her name is Mary. She served with Eight Days as well. Uh, we've been married for 27, going on 28 years you now. Better, you better oh, get that right, get that man. Right. You better get that right. We have, uh, <laughs> between us, uh, we have nine children, Wow. Uh, six girls and three boys. And at current count, we have 17 grandchildren. <laughs> oh, man. We... <laughs> Think, we think number eighteen is is on the way. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, I, I actually have a daughter who still lives in New York. Uh, she's uh, in Horsehead, and uh, she is. Uh, her and her husband are, are doing. Uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly the term for it, but they're 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 getting the processes all going for that. Uh, uh, doctor-assisted pregnancy. I see. Sure, and, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so you're a busy man. I tell you, that many grandkids, <laughs> well, how do you, you know, handle the, Christmas? 
Well, the nice part of it is that that they don't all live in the same area. They're kind of spread out. So so we're able to uh, enjoy some here and go other places and enjoy some in other places. And, and, you know, some come at at different times of the year to visit. So God's done it well. So, Chris, let's go back a little bit. The the Navy brought you down south, and Mm -hmm. you obviously got out of the Navy. What, What kept you down there? Well, you know, I got out of the Navy and, and went right to work at the same spot, uh, same shop and everything as a civilian contractor. They had gone contract maintenance on the aircraft that I worked on. Mm. And I got out, did that, and stayed for a while, uh, was was married at that point. Um, liked the area. Honestly, the town I'm in, Meridian, Mississippi, is about the same size as the town that I was born and raised in in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And it was very similar. Uh, the people were friendly. It just it seemed like a good fit. Cool. And he's still there. I like it. I yeah. like it. So how did you hear about Eight Days of Hope? When was your first time serving with Eight Days of Hope? First time serving with Eight Days was December of 07. Would have been trip number five to Bay St. Louis, Waveland. Uh, the last of the Katrina uh, rebuilding events. Uh, I had heard about Eight Days of Hope since since its inception. I listened to American Family Radio quite a bit, and one of our elders, one of my best friends, uh, and consequently was also uh, one of Eight Days of Hope's leaders for quite a few years in the beginning. Joe Hoadley. Yes. Was, uh, uh, he's. I say I've known him for thirty plus years. Uh, he had been going. And he'd come back and he'd tell these wonderful stories about uh, the great things that God was doing and, and, you know, even the fun that he was having, just just going, which sounds crazy to say, you know, to go and sleep in a room with, you know, a hundred of your closest friends that snore like chainsaws all night. <laughs> for, sound it, like fun. And just so the listeners know, we provide lodging and food for all the volunteers. It's free to serve with us. One of the ways we lodge you is um, air mattresses and cots. And, and, and you're right, Chris, you, you'll sleep in a large open area and there'll be other people in the room. So to your point, you better bring those earplugs. Earplugs, yeah. Again, it was it was Joe. Uh, he he talked about it so much, and honestly, the the after the fourth trip when he came back, I just I felt God tugging on my heart. I wanted to go. So, come the fifth trip, uh, we went. Uh, I actually brought my youngest son and a guy that was working with us at the time, and Joe, and we all jumped in the truck and came together and went down. Uh, and it was, it was an amazing impact. I've never, never had anything quite like that. And you know, once you start, you're hooked. Yeah, and you've been there every every year since then, really. So, yes, sir. So let me ask yes, you, Chris, that two in 2007, what was your what was your first job that you did there? And then throughout the years, you've been there every year since then. How has it developed, changed, or what was your involvement on that first trip? And what bring us up to date then after that? The first trip was uh, more aligned with our business. I've, I've kind of done handyman maintenance work for 20-plus years here since I got out of some other businesses I was involved in. But realistically, the first trip, uh, my son and the guy that worked with me and I, we went down. The first part of the event, we did electrical in a house for a lady 
amazing story. I can't remember her name, but she had been sleeping on her best friend's couch for two years. Oh, my God. Two, two years. Now, this lady had had some of the work done, but she was at a point where she knew the electrical finished in her house. Everything was gutted down to the studs and ready for that. She had gotten insurance, working woman, uh, nice little house. She got her insurance payment, hired a contractor. Contractor started the work, ran off and left her, ripped her off. Oh, man. Oh, it gets better. She turns around, uses her own savings to hire another contractor who did a similar thing to her. Oh boy. Wow. So here she is, two years post-Katrina, two years plus post-Katrina, and she's got absolutely no hope. And we show up, and we rewired her house for her in a few days to where she could move on with the insulation, get that taken care of, and they could start hanging drywall where she could move back into her home. Wow. And, Mike, you know, you, you've been a part of 80s Hope for many years now. Uh, this is not an uncommon story. This happens sure. a lot after these natural disasters. There are no, not everyone in the world right. uh, that shows up at your door is honest and trustworthy. Sure. And, mm. and 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 you know, but, but what Chris and that team brought, Mike, mm. was, was hope to someone who was feeling hopeless. And and that is why. And I think, uh, well, definitely the name Eight Days of Hope. But uh, imagine that lady sitting there, no. Hardly, she had on a friend's couch, sure. no money. And uh, yes, I was shocked at one of my first trips to hear that people in, even in the, our area, Buffalo area and other areas that were rallying their troops, their businesses, let's go down there and get some work. Sure. Now, I mean, some of that, let's, let's help people, but when your prices are gouged and gouged and then if you don't finish the work, you know, I think God developed ministries like Eight Days of Hope for these moments to show that that show that there are people out there that really care about the, the person that's in that situation and are going to do something about it. So, Chris, you're there at the first first 80s Hope trip for yourself in 2000. I think you said seven. That was 80s Hope 5 in Bay St. Uh -huh. Louis, Waveland. That was our fourth rebuilding trip in that area. At that point, every trip, Mike, had mm -hmm. gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Sure. Um, so you, you were using your hands, um, using your handyman, contractor mindset, giving back. Since then, I know that you've served uh, many other outreaches with 80s of Hope. What are some of the other duties that you have you have done, and maybe some of the other duties your wife has done? Well, uh, at, at that point, the the next trip after that Tupelo mini trip, I did uh, some of the same things. I don't know if many people remember the Tupelo mini trip we did. Um, but after that point, during the Cedar Rapids trip, I was working with um, Butch, who I got to meet on the first trip, uh, Butch Price. I worked with him doing assessing uh, the Cedar Rapids trip and uh, Nashville as well. But at that point, we started transitioning into more technology in the jobs area. Um, I guess the term you would use would be databasing our information at events so that we could uh, streamline the process of, of paperwork. And uh, at that point, uh, between then and the Let's see, that would have been, oh, uh, Smithville-Hackleburg trip.
trip. Uh, I can remember because one of the first meetings that I went to up there about the new system that Dan Garrick brought to us was uh, sitting at Steve Tiber's dining table at his house there in Tupelo and going over. You've got a great memory, man, because I can't remember what happened last weekend, <laughs> let alone happened 10 oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah, we, we went. That was our first meeting about the using the, the database system wow. that Dan had had developed in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And uh, we we that's kind of where it all began. Wow. Uh, and wow. we've been working on that, that angle of it ever since. And, you know, one of the other things that I remember, too, about the first trip was that was also Mike Fiala's first trip. Uh, really? Trip number five. Yes, because I remember vividly uh, Mike leading worship for us on the beach, New Year's Eve. Oh, one of my favorite, favorite mm. memories with Eight Days of Hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, down in Waveland, Mississippi. It was an experience oh, yeah, I'll was, never forget. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that, was, that was a fun night. Chris, you know, as you age, brother, you're not losing your memory because Mike and I are looking and you're popping things out and, and, and Mike's <laughs> Mike and I are shaking our head like, I can't remember that. Uh, <laughs> what that, day was that? <laughs> so, Mike, so think about this. Already he's mentioned construction, assessing, mm -hmm. doing IT work. Mm -hmm. I know his wife has worked in the jobs area, the office area. I know that uh -huh. she has worked in the kitchen. Sure. So here's a couple in Murdy, Mississippi, looking to give back. And this is so like God, mm -hmm. opening up doors for his people to serve. And they've served so many different ways, Mike. You know, that's the thing. Um, what do we always say? Blessed are the flexible in spirit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gonna see yeah. God. But when you come down to an eight days of hope trip, and, and Chris, you're a great example of that. It's it, what I'm getting in between is that I'm just here to serve. If I'm going to help in uh, IT because I know that, I'm going to do that. If I can help with my hands, and you've helped with worship quite a bit uh, since I've been a part of the ministry and, and help develop sound systems and whatever. But that that is what folks need to hear. You, you don't have to feel like you're so, so talented or gifted. God is going to bring you down. All you need to do is step up and volunteer, and God's going to place you in some position that you'll be blessed. One one quick question before we take a quick break, Chris. Um, I know you were down in Houston after Hurricane Harvey when 4,692 people from around the world, not just country, 11 different countries, showed up in Houston. What was going through your mind as you walked through Grace Church in southeast Houston and saw what God had done through this ministry of eight days of where it was when you first went and where it was a couple of years ago in October. You know, I'd say probably the, the biggest thought was where is God taking this? Mm. Because at that point, you know, there was, there was discussions about other, other things branching out because it, it was quite evident that God's hand was on this. Uh, you you can't have growth in the need of what this ministry was providing for people um, without God being involved in it. I just I don't see that that would happen. It, it was it was amazing as the as the scope of of eight days of hope grew. You saw new leaders evolve. And that was always an amazing thing to me, right. to see people that you've never seen on a trip before sure. um, stepping up and and becoming part of this. And, and that to me, that's always been one of the greatest joys is meeting somebody new on each trip that I really feel in my heart that God has kind of led me to this person for this event to, uh, to really connect with. Hmm. 
You're listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're talking to Chris Short, who lives in Meridian, Mississippi. He's one of the 180 leaders, volunteer leaders, that serve with Eight Days of Hope from 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 border to border, from mm. from sea to sea, Mike. And <laughs> and you know we've been talking mainly with Chris about the rebuilding arm sure. uh, of the ministry, but of course now rapid response. We go anywhere in a minute's notice when there's a disaster. And if you'd like to be a part of that team, it's simple. You go to the website eightdaysofhope.com. You submit your email address, and the next time we deploy, and it could be tomorrow, it happens that quickly, Mike, we'll invite you to come. And if you can make it down there, wherever we're at, if it's Iowa, New York, Mississippi, uh, Florida, we'll provide a safe place for you to sleep. We're going to feed you really good. We're going to have some worship and devotion. And as Chris's point, Mike, you Mm -hmm. meet people and and you make new friends on every single trip. Yeah, let me encourage you. Go to the website. At least get your name in the system. We're not going to blow up your mailbox, as Steve always says, but we're going to give you the information. And that's all it takes. A little bit of knowledge, a little bit of information, and then let God prick prick your heart. And when he does, and he will, because there's a lot of great things going on, uh, and you'll come out and volunteer, and like Chris and like many others, your lives will be touched as you touch others too. Chris, one last thing before we go to break. So, um, you know, you and your wife, Mary, you've traveled the country. You've been to Texas and Tennessee and Alabama and Mississippi. Um, when, when you When you step back and look at the journey that God has been taking you and your wife on, um, why do you do this? Well, I would say that probably the the biggest reason is a love for seeing God touch other people's hearts. Mm. You know, it gives us an opportunity away from home. You know, I've, I've been the worship pastor at our church for 30 years, and we have a, a good, solid uh, congregation here, and a lot of people that I've known, our church is next to a Navy installation, so it's been kind of a transient congregation mm. over the years, right. people in and out. But I, I love uh, seeing God move in people's hearts and touch people. And the, the the best way that I have seen that happen through Eight Days of Hope is when people are at their lowest point, and that's when we all can use some hope. That's, that's interesting. You know, I, I think about the little child, Mike, that needs mommy or daddy, and, mm. and maybe they fell, or maybe they can't walk yet, and they're laying on their back, mm. and their arms are lifted up because they need some assistance. They That's need a great example. You know, and, and I think about these families we've served. You know, I was looking at the numbers this past weekend. You know, we are well on our way of serving 8,000 families. Mm. I mean, 8,000 families have had mm. volunteers like Chris show up, Mike, mm. uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to bring hope to those who can't even muster a smile. They're laying on their back, mm. their arms are outstretched, and God meets them right where they're at. That is a, so great of an example, Steve. Uh, my mind goes back to Hurricane Michael. My wife and I were down there. And this lady wasn't laying on the ground with her, with her arms up, but everyone that you first step on their grounds, mm. they come with their arms open wide, ready to embrace you, and then just shed some tears. Sure. And then that's that's a great example. Oh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it that God mm-hmm. gives us a chance to uh, to love and serve those in need. Good morning or good afternoon on the East Coast. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. We're hanging out with Chris Short today. He's one of the volunteer leaders with 8 Days Hope. When we come back in just a minute, uh, we're going to ask Chris uh, to share a God-sized story or two 
from the many trips, either through you know God working through a volunteer or God blessing him and Mary to be able to do this, or um, a family that was helped by volunteers with Eight Days of Hope. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Chris, but you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At Eight Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve, hanging out with Mike. And I'm not going to share our last names because you got to stop this, Mike. You got to stop this. You know you're... This guy's up to no good. He wants to mess with me when I when I open up this segment. But well, hey, but folks, you got to see him though. When he when he approaches yeah, that microphone, sure. he goes from his paper to this big smile no, and this the excitement of Jesus comes through. Ah, yeah, I'm uh, just I'm just busting on you this morning. Happy New Year, 2021 has got to be better yes, than 2020, yes, Mike. Yes, it's got to be better. Happy New Year, though. Thank you for joining us. And uh, that song by Mandisa that oh, we kind of bring this segment into. Yeah. Uh, as you know, Mike, on every rebuilding trip, every morning we. Mm-hmm. Start with that song. That's yeah. kind of like our. All right, everybody, get up. It's time to get moving. It's almost time to go serve, and um, that's a great song. Well, I and I remember your daughter would dressed up in the Gumby suit, yes! and uh, saying, you know, because we got to be flexible, and she yes. just come out getting the whole crowd going. Times great. have changed, man. Oh, Times yeah, have changed. Hey, yeah. we're hanging out with Chris Short from Rudy, Mississippi. Chris, thanks again for for hanging out with us. Chris, you've served on many many trips, and you have seen God provide. 
You've seen God open up doors. You've seen people give their hearts to Jesus. You've seen people fall on their knees and 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 repent. Share a story or two from the mission field, from the times that you and your wife have served with Eight Days of Hope. You know, uh, one of the things, Steve, that uh, that Julene Price has mentioned many, many times is somebody really needs to write a book about these because we've seen so many of them over time. I'm not a writer, but uh, I remember well one in particular while we were in Smithville, Hackleburg, at the church that we were in for the jobs area. You know, there's there's always challenges every trip. Uh, again, the, the term being flexible is never more important than when you're trying to oversee a thousand plus volunteers on an event and things are changing all the time. It's, it's like a friend used to say, it's like trying to nail jello to the wall. Um, you're in fluid circumstances like that. And as, as believers, we know that what we should do when we come up against obstacles is we should pray. Right. So we would we would do that when we would encounter large problems, uh, and and this was my wife's first trip, by the way. So it was a real joy to have her with me. Um, when you encounter problems, we would we would gather and we would pray, and some of them were large, some of them were small, but it was it became a habit. Well, a fairly sizable problem came up on that event. Don't remember what it was. I remember vividly. We gathered. We prayed about it. No sooner did we get done praying about it that somebody walks in the door unexpected and brings the answer to that mm-hmm. circumstance. Well, you know, at that point, you're grateful. You, you praise God for it, and you move on. A short period of time later, another situation came up that needed <laughs> right. godly intervention. This time, we pray Someone walks in. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was almost the identical circumstance. Somebody walked in with the answer we needed that we didn't have hmm. at that point. Well, by the third time, we're standing around talking about it, getting ready to pray about a situation. <laughs> God, the answer, God, 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 God raised the, the answer before we even <laughs> answered that point. That's who our God is. I love it. Amen. I and we're standing. I mean, all we could do was just laugh and celebrate. It was just. It was beyond our our comprehension at that point of what God was doing. But there's been so many little little things and situations that I've seen over the trips, but probably one of the most impactful to me, which that that's that's the, the hidden gem in, in Eight Days of Hope and volunteering with Eight Days of Hope to me. You go to serve others, but you wind up coming away from those events with far more of a blessing than the people that you go to serve. Hmm. The, there have been countless number of people over the years that I've, I've been with Eight Days of Hope that I have seen through rebuild events and rapid response events that you go to serve them. They are so impacted by Eight Days of Hope coming and serving them. People from all over the world coming to their house after they've experienced a natural disaster knocking on their door and saying, hey, we're here to help. What can you do? Hmm. Mike, Those we... people that come and get served turn around 
and come back and serve at some point in time in the future. Yeah, we've That's had true. many families, Mike, that, that Eight Days of Hope has helped them rebuild their home or or helped them right after a disaster that have paid it forward by sure. coming with us down the road. Actually, some of our leaders, we have a couple leaders that uh, were part of yep. um, back in Tupelo, Mississippi. And when he's saying Smithville and Hackleburg, that's Smithville, Mississippi and Hackleburg, Alabama, back in April of 2011, mm-hmm. Mike, it sure. was one of the heaviest outbreak of tornadoes in America's history. And, you know, we could have picked probably 20 different communities to go to, uh, but those two communities, that was our first time ever trying to serve in two different communities in two different states at the one time. Uh, Talk about being flexible. Sure. Um, It it was amazing. Uh, Wasn't that the community? It set set my thinking right, Steve. You went down there, and there was a jeans factory down there. Oh, my gosh. And they were hanging on the trees. That's how bad it was. Yes, yes. Yes, the Lee Jeans factory. It looked like it rained in Hackleburg Jeans. <laughs> Hackleburg, Alabama, which is in the northwestern part of the state, when the tornado came through, to your point, Mike, it hit the Jean factory. And mm-hmm. when we toured the area with some local political and faith-based leaders who were trying to encourage us to come and help the community, I'll never forget it. The, the numbers thousands of pairs of jeans were blowing in the wind attached to trees who had lost all their leaves, some of their branches. There were Mm -hmm. jeans everywhere. Everywhere. I think I remember you you telling me that story. It was was, incredible. Yeah, it was. It was. Thank you for joining us here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Go to the YouTube channel of Eight Days of Hope and watch some of the uploaded videos. Uh, Our year-end video is on our website as we speak, and it's a great way for you to learn what Eight Days of Hope is all about, what God did through the ministry in 2020. It'll take about seven minutes of your life, but you'll be encouraged, challenged, and we hope motivated to become mm-hmm. of a partner of 8 Days Hope sure. in one of three ways, Mike. It's always about one of three ways. Okay. Chris said it. You said it earlier in the, in the broadcast. It's about prayer. That's right. Praying continuously for the leaders of 8 Days Hope, the volunteers, our partners that allow these volunteer leaders to go move on a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's volunteering like Chris did. On that first trip, right. he heard about 8 Days Hope. Mm-hmm. He'd heard about it time and time again. And finally, <laughs> thank you, Chris. Chris came down to Bay St. Louis, Waveland, Mississippi. He's been changed. We're a better organization because of it. And then lastly, and this is just as important, is donate. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we're about done with our year on giving from last year. Of course, tax purposes, you couldn't do it for last year, but our window is shutting right now this week. Yeah. Uh, we need to buy some heavy equipment. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. There's not, I don't know of any ministries, and I'm not knocking the other ministries, mm-hmm. but I don't know any of the ministries that take heavy equipment to disaster sites. Sure. We take bobcats and bucket trucks and and right now we're in the process of purchasing purchasing some other pieces of heavy equipment. So you can donate online at 8daysofhope.com or you can mail a donation to a P.O. box that I'll give you here in just a couple of minutes. But well, expound on that just a little bit because every single dollar you give goes right to the, the front lines or the minister, whatever you're designated to, because there's fixed partners, right? Yeah, so we have partners that cover our fixed costs. So if if you know anything about the business world, there's fixed costs regardless if you get one customer or if you get 10 customers. um, You know, 
you know, there's just fixed costs. Well, these partners mm-hmm. cover our fixed costs. That's and it. so if you donate to Eight Days of Hope, those dollars will go right to the front lines. So it's fixed costs, not fixed partners. I there you go. That's right. You got, <laughs> I got it close. I got it. You got it close. Chris, I know you got to move on. Uh, I know you got only got a couple more minutes, but just um, what is your hope moving forward for the ministry of Eight Days of Hope? You've been a part of it, the leadership team now for 13 years, you and your wife. Uh, your family's expanding. I know as you and I and Mike, as we age, things change in life. What, what is your hope moving forward, though, as you and your wife look to serve with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope? Well, you know, I think probably one of the most difficult things that I have learned uh, in ministry over the years, and one of the great ways that, unfortunately, sometimes Christian leaders miss, is part of a, a large part of our mission is training up people to take our place Mm. because eventually as you said we're not going to be here somebody else is going to be doing what we do uh and you know we're not promised tomorrow it could be a whole lot sooner than we think um if i had to say one of the greatest is probably looking at the organization every time we go on an event to find people that i can take what what God has given me and try to encourage it in them, maybe pour a little of it into them and and try to bring them along in leadership in the event because mm. it's going to take others. Right. Uh, you know, we do what we do while we're here and that's you know, that's understood. But I think there's there's a part of it, it we can feel like we, we're the we're the end all of it, and and I'm not. I know that. Sure. I know right. that there's going to be a day when yep. someone else will be doing what I do at my church. Someone else will be doing what I do with Eight Days of Hope. Mike, I often think about you know I was I ran track in high school, and and one of the things I did was the uh, two mile relay, and okay. you know you get a baton, someone mm-hmm. starts the race. And you, you get a baton handed to you, and you run right. as hard as you can for two laps. There you go. And then as you finish that last turn of that second lap, you you prepare yourself to finish as strong as you can. That's right. As hard as you can to leave everything on the track. And at that point, you outstretch your hand, your mm, arm. There you go. And you take that metal baton, and you hand it to an open hand of a person to move forward for the next step of the journey. Right. I mean, that's what he's talking about. You know, we're really called to raise up leaders. I've, I've said this on previous shows, and this hit me strong after one of the interviews that we did about leadership. Uh, it's not about me being the leader. It's about me leading people to become leaders Amen. and uh, raising up leaders. So that's what I'm hearing Amen. Chris say. And yes, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Chris, thank you, brother. I appreciate your heart, Mike. Before we let him go... Um, Man, I'd, I'm going to ask you to pray for Chris sure. and Mary. I know that, you know, he's in a transition of, of moving out of maybe some things in the business world and, and doing more ministry work. Um, he's got his handful with 17, soon to be oh 18 my. grandkids. He's got me by 10. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a crazy number. But Mike, let's let's close okay. this segment praying sure. for for Chris and Mary. Father, I thank you for Chris and Mary answering the call that you've placed on their hearts to serve the broken, the hurt, the lost. And Lord, with that, there's always inner, inner struggles and there's business things and finances. But I pray that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding falls upon them with a unity, a love 
God bless them. Thank Excellent. you for giving them the powerful, yes. without a doubt, direction. And we know that their hearts will follow it. Bless them physically, financially, Excellent. and the direction of this year that they'll just be excited for the new things God's doing. Thank you for strengthening those things that have been being done that you want to continue. But thank you for opening doors, the new things for this family in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Thank you, Chris. God bless you, brother. It's been a blessing. Chris Short, one of the volunteer leaders from Meridian, Mississippi, was interesting is because and it didn't come up, but after that first trip, I think for the most part, Chris has been inside our headquarters. Sure. And so when I'm asking for God-sized stories from the mission field, he no longer is actually going to the house to serve the families mm-hmm. in need. But yeah. his role, mm-hmm. I mean, you know this at Kingdom Bound, that Christian Music Festival in New York that you've helped lead for years. Sure. There are there are many people that never really even get out to the festival. That's right. What they do behind closed doors is, is as important as those who are showing someone to their seat or selling a ticket or that's leaving right. somebody. I mean, that's so important, Mike. Well, let me hitchhike on a Kingdom Bound moment. Um I've been at that worship tent since it started, and most well, all I never I never see anything else. It was finally uh, sure. years down the road I got to see what you were doing, but it, behind that stage, on the side of the stage, there has been more and more ministry and mm. prayer and um, healings and things that have gone on. So take fast forward that that's what Chris and Mary are doing with right. the volunteers that come in, and you know volunteers that are coming, they've got situations in their life. They're given of their time. They're they're being stretched, and they. Find people like Chris and Mary to love on them and pray on them, and there's just as many God stories there as there is out in the field. There really is, and you know, Jillian Price, one of our leaders, former board member, she is a prayer warrior. Oh yes, um, you know she uh, she's one of those leaders that keep you humble in a good way and reminds us time and time again when things get a little bit funky, and they do. <laughs> when you lead 4,600 people sure. and you rebuild 808 homes in two eight day periods, I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. wow. Uh, boy, you better be leaning on, on God because we can't make this happen by <laughs> ourselves. But um, one last thing before we, we, we look to wrap up. I think it's interesting, too. You're out there listening today saying, you know what? I'm not a contractor. Man, I, I don't know how to handle a hammer. I don't feel comfortable with a chainsaw. Uh, but when God created you, he gifted you. And so Chris brought up some interesting things that he and his wife have done. Mm-hmm. They've cooked. Most of us can make food, can deliver food, can make a sandwich. Well, every day we need volunteers to make thousands of sandwiches Mm -hmm. for the volunteers. Can you do that? I think you can. Secondly, people need to drive. We need to pick up up volunteers from the airport. We need to deliver materials to to the sites we're serving. IT, this is probably one of our biggest needs walking in 2021. If you live in western New York, southern Ontario, if you live in northeast Mississippi, if you live in in or around Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's where we have three Mm -hmm. facilities. We're always needing people for two hours a month, one hour a month, 10 hours a month to help us with IT things. And so, you know, you don't have to be a contractor, Mike, to serve with Eight Days of Hope. That's it. A willing heart and just a desire and a nudge that you want to do something to contribute, uh, be a part of people's lives, 
And like we always say, I hate to sound so redundant, but this is what happens. You volunteer, you come down, and your life will be changed. Just forever. And yeah, forever. And, and forever. You don't, don't and don't let it don't let it hold you back as you're looking at other people and what their gifts are. Sure. You have a gift. God's given you a gift. Amen. If it's just the heart that wants to serve, come with it. Amen. You'll be serving. <laughs> Boy, we are so thankful for our partners. They're on our website, 8daysofhope.com. Just scroll down to the bottom. We've added some new partners here in 2021 as God continues to expand the ministry of 8 Days of Hope. Mike, we're ready for 2021. I mean, 2020 was unbelievable. It was by far, yeah. by far our busiest year doing yeah. ministry. Yeah. And we need right now people to pray for the ministry of 8 Days of Hope as we look to walk through the next door that God opens. We need people to volunteer, and we need people to donate. I mean, it's that simple. You know, our year-end ask was to provide heavy equipment. You know, we have four Bobcats. We want to have six as we roll into 2021. You know, we have nine or 11. I can't count. I can't remember. F-350s. We need to add a couple more trucks as well. But you can donate online at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com, or you can mail a donation to P.O. Box 3208. That's P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. We need monthly partners. If you can sow into the ministry $10 a month or $25 a month, go online and set up for um, becoming a monthly partner. It's easy, Mike. Uh, Anyone can do it. We have done it. You have done it. You caught me off guard there. I was just ready to have another. No, I don't even. I don't. Even you don't coffee. have any coffee no. going this morning. But, uh, no, it, there is something about that. And if you if you're if you're sitting there, it's after the holidays, and you think that you know I don't have this, and I just get no. Reach down and give yeah, a little. Yeah, just and a it's, little it's, something. You'll be blessed. You know, give up that coffee like Mike did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> give up that one cup of coffee a week from from that national organization, and that's twenty dollars a month. That that mm, quickly, Mike. So that is. Um, Man, this is going to be an exciting year. I am looking forward to it. Oh, I'm already excited. We're what 16 days into it, and uh, just just uh, just the excitement for what we've seen already, what we're projecting, and who knows, the unknown always comes up. It does, right? it does, and I'm praying that we can work through this pandemic as it comes. I pray to the end so we can. Uh, start bringing thousands of people together to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. You got a big week ahead of you, Mike? Uh, yes, I do. Just you uh, always do. Uh, you know, there's always something, but it's always the unexpected that comes on your plate. You, sure. I, I sit down every beginning of the week. I'm going to do this, get this done, and accomplish that, and then boom, you know, it blows up. And like you always say, we got to pivot and get get done what God puts on our plate. Sure, sure. You adjust always. Well. Yeah. You, you you know how to pivot. You're not like the big cruise ship where you got to do one inch at a time and it takes three days to turn around. <laughs> you, uh, you you've 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 done well. You've modeled that for oh all of boy. us, which is oh good. Oh boy, I don't which know. We try. Well, brother, another week is down. I, next week again, David Ball will be our guest. We'll be talking about our sex, uh, our, our the arm that provides hope to those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. So you okay. want to join us next week? But yes. again, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, for being a part of our show today. And Mike, so thankful for you. Let me pray, Father. We just thank you for this morning. Mm-hmm. We thank you for the volunteers, the prayer warriors who've come alongside Eight Days of Hope. Yes. Father, thank you for what you have done through your people. Father, who are we? We're nothing mm-hmm. without you. That's right. This is yours. And Father, I pray as we enter into a new year, Father, that we do mm-hmm. everything that would bring you honor and glory. Yes. Father, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for joining Hope Reigns. Again, more information about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Pray 
volunteer, donate. More information on the, on the website, 8daysofhope.com. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.